0: You're listening to Modded. On today's episode, we have Nancy Garcelazo, and we're here live in Fontana, uh, my hometown, I guess you could consider it before I moved to San Diego. And we, I guess we have somewhat of a history because we both grew up here and didn't even know it, mm-hmm. and actually went to rival high schools and weren't even <laughs> aware as so a week, graduated around the same time. Uh, how did you get, like, what was your history with cars to begin with and did that history, like how did that tie in to you as riding horses and doing that professionally too, like were the two kind of mixed in?
1: Well, as growing up, I, um, I grew up doing nothing but horses every day. I was training nonstop with my dad, training, riding, performing, competing. And I did that up until I was uh, probably about 17 or so. And, you know, my whole childhood, come home, put my boots on, go ride. And so I, I, my, my dad kind of like formed what I, have to, um, what I had to, what he made, what he thought I was good at and what he thought I was made for. Uh-huh. Uh, but once I got my license, uh, that's when I had a little bit of influence from my friends. I started getting a little curious and I'm like, you know what, this is kind of cool. And then my mom started asking me, like, you, know, you got to think about your car, you got to need a car. I'm like, okay. And I started looking into cars. And I'm like, you know what? I want to drive something really cool. Like, let's, let's look for something cool. And so I came across, you know, all the magazines I read, all the videos I watched. I wanted to get an Evo. That was, my, that was my go-to. Uh, so we went to the dealer and I saw the Evo. And, uh, of course, my mom said, you know, she was helping me out with my first car. She's like, you can't get that car. It's too much money. It's too much car. It, you know, it's your first car. So I was, was that like an
0: Evo Evo 9 back in the day, Evo 8? It was like an it was Evo 8. Car. Yeah.
1: Yes, it was silver. And uh, I fell in love with it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, at that time, that wasn't the option for me. So next to it was a Lancer, uh, an OZ Rally. And my mom said, you know, why not that car? It, it, it looks the same. And I'm like, mom, it doesn't look the same. So we ended up leaving with that. Um, it was, that was my first car, a little automatic an 04 Lancer. And a silver as well. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is my starting point. And uh, I got it. And uh, I started, you know, looking at it. Like, you know what? Let's get some wheels for it. So, the, yeah, that's where, that's when it all started going. That's when everything started.
0: You said a little something about your dad and kind of how he wanted to mold your like give you your interests. So was he influential yes. in deciding like what the car was gonna be or like what your hobbies were?
1: Oh uh it, he has no no background, nothing with cars and always horses. Uh we grew uh, I grew up with him uh traveling across the United States uh showing horses, you know, putting on a show. Uh we did this professionally, uh for American rodeos. And you know, I was really good at what I did. I'm, I'm safe to say that because all the hours I put in practice, all the routines, uh, everything my dad went over and over again. He was really hard on me, really hard on me. And, you know, it made me be really good at what, um, you know, really good at horses. But that wasn't me. He, uh, he thought I had this showmanship in me that he had. And you know, traveling people would ask me, "Is this is this a career choice that you want to take?" And I said, honestly, uh, "This is my dad's thing. Uh, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. I I can go and show a horse and know how to ride it properly, but I my dad would always be at the at the end of the show, just sell it, like you know, sell it." And I'm like, "Dad, that's not me. I didn't have a showmanship. So that's when I thought, you know." It's time for me to do my own thing, time for me to like venture off into my own interests. Especially with starting college. Um, that's when I started to meet more friends. I started to get like kinda kinda gain my own personality. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it was always my dad and I, always. And so from then that's that's I, I thought cars was like a really good option for me because it's something I've always looked at on paper. On screen, and uh, you know, having having ability now, uh, at the time with my first car, it's it's like starting starting something completely new, and I was really excited for that.
0: So when you first started, like when did you get that? I think that Acura RSX that you had, and were you rolling around with some car clubs back in the day?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, my um <clears throat> my RSX. When did that come in? That came in after my Lancer. That was my first stick shift car. Mm. And uh, it was really funny because I bought it and I didn't know how to drive stick very well. So I somehow made it home. <laughs> In second gear all the way, that was horrible. But you know what? I, um, I learned little by little. Um, my friend gave me, a good friend of mine, you know, let me drive his docile a little bit every now and then when I was 18. So I got kind of like the, the feel for a stick shift car. Um, and then a few, years, a few years later, I was completely on my own. My mom did not know. Uh, my dad was over it, so I just like taught myself. And so with my RSX, I um, I became more involved. I I heard about Club RSX, and uh, that's when I started hanging out with other people with the same interests. Uh, you know, going cruises, uh, meets, and that's that's where I became more more familiarized with the car scene.
0: So then when did, uh, when did drifting start for you? Because I saw you had an S13 as well. So it's like, I guess, take us through the time frame of the cars that you've had because you've had a very different mix um, starting with your Lancer.
1: Okay, so yes, I started with my Lancer um, when I was 18, 17, 18. And then after that, I decided to um, get something a little sportier, something stick shift. So that's when I got my 06, um, I mean, my 06 RSX Type S. And uh, I loved that car. I loved it. Um, And then after that, it was just like I I wanted more and more. (laughs) So that's when I got my Hawkeye uh, STI. And during that time when I had it, um, ever since uh, high school, you know, my thing was always drifting. That was my thing drifting. I would always look up these drifting magazines. I was a big fan of Dai Yoshihara back then. He was like my hero. And I, I started doing more research and I saw that there was um, a group called Drifting Pretty. And it was a group of all-girl drifters. And <clears throat> that's what kind of motivated me to get um, my 240. And I was really specific about it. I wanted to get um, an 89 coupe. Didn't matter the color, didn't matter the condition, I just wanted it, I knew I wanted it. So um, somehow, by chance, I just like ran into one locally and uh, I, I saved up a lot of money. I, I mean, well, at that time it was a lot to me. I saved up little by little, the guy, you know, I don't know, he couldn't sell it, so he had it there. And um, I eventually reached uh, enough money I had to top him down a little bit <laughs> because I'm like, you know what? This is all I have. Um, I'll take it off your hands like right here, right there. And um, he's like, okay, here you go. So then I drove my S13 home. Uh I was at a uh, SR20 turbo, super low. That was probably like the lowest car I've ever driven. And that's that's kind of how I got an idea of how to drive low cars. And then after that, <clears throat> um, I got my 14 STI. And um, after that, I ended up with what I have now—my sixteen STI.
0: So then you wanted to drift, and you talk about drifting with the girls from Diff Dream Pretty. So where did that all start?
1: Well, it was something that, at the time, I was—you know—I was in college. Um, I had—I I worked at Hollister for a little bit, and you know that was barely enough. I barely brought enough money. That uh, I knew I how to be focused in school, so um, you know I didn't really have much money to start modding a drifting car, and I I didn't know where to start. I didn't have guidance um, at that time, because I went through a lot of a lot of phases. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, it wasn't always the best times. I struggled a lot. Um, you know, both uh, emotionally. Uh, uh, you know, with feelings and uh, decisions. So uh, I just uh, stood my ground, and I'm like, okay, I want to do this. But at the time, it was uh, uh, financially um, not not in my plans. It couldn't. It couldn't be because I, after looking into how much time, how much money, how much support you need, I didn't have that. <laughs> so, um, so. I took my car out once to uh, what was it Willow Springs? Mm-hmm. Um, my dad helped me trailer it out there, and that was probably the first time. It was sitting down here for a bit. I drove it around a couple times, but you know I never did anything crazy. I never um, went drifting. Uh, another thing too, uh, I'm really against the whole street racing thing, you know. Um, so I didn't dare do that on the street, and. Uh, I looked up an event that they said they had a drifting clinic up in um, Little Springs, and I'm like, this is my chance. If I don't do this now, I'm never gonna have you know the opportunity to do this. So my dad helped me trailer out there. I was really excited. I was the first one there. Um, so uh, we had the pro drifters out there as uh, instructors. And uh, of course, people out there, you know, they, they were kind of like, they knew what they were doing. That I got in my car, um, I knew <clears throat> I knew what what the what you know the e brake was, what the clutch was, uh, you know uh, counter steering and all that. But putting it into actual play, oh my God, that is a totally different story. I, I was able to go sideways a little bit. I learned how to do donuts and figure eights, and um, I I just uh, decided to go balls out. <laughs> And I did, and I I had a slip-up and uh, I slid onto the dirt, um, and my car just shut off. At, at least it was at the end of the day. So, you know, I got most I got a few runs in, I got some practice, uh, I rode with the um, instructor, he was a pro drifter, uh, Carlos his last name, Carlos, but he was like the guy representing Mexico at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, him and my dad really bonded. So at the end of the day, um, he he said, "Yeah, you know, I I'm here, I'm local. If, you're, if you need help, I'm here." Okay, cool. Like, I felt really good. So, we all got my car up onto the the ramp and I didn't turn on the uh, you know, I am not like the best at mechanics. I'm still learning. I mean, I know a little bit, but you know, it, it's never never ending, never ending a uh, learning process. So, at that time, we drove it back to. Uh, we, we brought it back to my house. It sat here for a while, and then that's when um, <clears throat> I found that I was pregnant. I I, <clears throat> I, was, I found that I was pregnant. I had a, I was still in school. Um, I didn't have much money coming in. Uh, at the time, I was really grateful that her her dad was really supportive when we were gonna do this together. Mm-hmm. So we did. We went. You know. We went through this together. Um so like my plans at the time with the car just went completely on hold. And it just it just sat there collecting dust for the longest time while I got my <clears throat> while I got, you know, got going, focused on school. I had my I had my 06 STI. But one thing I forgot to mention, um my 06 STI actually I started tracking that before I started getting into drifting. Um we can go back to that. Uh, I heard about this track, Adam's track, um, we'll really be here in Riverside. And, you know, my mom said, I don't want you doing dumb things in that car on the streets. I'm like, okay, mom. All right.
0: Which is one of the reasons why you were against street racing to be with. Yeah.
1: Y- yes. Well, not just that. Um, I knew, I knew, um, I, I just, I just, I just knew I, I had too much at stake, you know, yeah, of course. and then I've seen all the street racing going on back then, and you know, I had a really bad rep and just getting into the trouble with the law and I, I couldn't afford that. And so my mom said, she told me again and again, I, I don't want you doing anything dumb. You know, I don't want you getting in trouble, especially, you know, I don't want you putting your life in danger. She's like, if you want to, if you want to go fast, you know, go find a track. Okay. So I did that. Um. So I went over to Adam's track and I checked it out. I went over there on a Tuesday where they have time attack Tuesdays. And uh, it was just, just like normal people with their you know everyday cars. Like, if they can do that, I can do this. I can try it out. So that's that's when I started um, tracking my my Hawkeye. Um, and uh, and then afterwards, that's when um, I did the whole drifting, I tried doing the drifting thing. And then that's when I got pregnant and uh, put everything on pause from there.
0: So you had your little girl Audrey, who we have, I guess, making some noise and playing in the background. She's a really like the biggest part of your of your life. So how did do yes. how does uh, how did do having her change your lifestyle and how has she kind of been incorporated into what you're doing now?
1: She is she is like my foundation to like living actually, <laughs> um, before I had her, I, I struggled a lot with um, emotions. Um, I didn't I didn't have a focus of what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, where I wanted to be. Um, I I didn't really have uh, an outlet. I, you know, I couldn't I couldn't um, let my feelings out with my friends at the time because they were on a whole different level. They were like on a parting level, you know. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel like going to my mom, Um, my dad wasn't around, so I just, I just had to keep everything bottled up and everything just actually just, I just exploded one day (laughs) and got to the point where, um, uh, I wanted to drop out of school. I was, I was halfway, um, I was really struggling, um, there was a point where I just wanted to give up, like, on literally everything, um. I, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, I, I, I wanted to give up on, on my, it's kind of silly to say, but I, I just wanted to give up on life. Easy to say. So when Audrey came along, when I found that I was pregnant, of course, I freaked out even more. I'm. I'm like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> you know, I don't have money. <laughs> I'm not done with school. Um, my passion for cars. You know, I tried doing something something that uh, I I really wanted to focus on. Yes, baby. I want an sandwich. Okay, we can get one later, Mama. Okay, promise. And um, so when I found out I was pregnant. I went through the emotions, and then eventually, I, you know, settled down. Um, her dad gave me the comfort of knowing we're going to be okay, and you know, we were. We were uh, growing up. I always wanted. To, I always thought about, you know, how it'd be like to be a mom. I always wanted like a little girl. That was my dream. I always wanted like just one little girl, but I always kept that to myself. I didn't tell anybody that. Um, Uh, And then when it actually happened, she kind of just saved my life. She was my motivation from then on till till now and probably forever. She gave me the motivation and the determination to finish school, um, to better myself mentally and emotionally, um, and she really set a solid foundation to what I am today. And I can't, you know, I can't thank her enough for being who she is. Even though she's just this little five-year-old. Um, I, I I, owe it all to her. And from for the rest of her life, I will.
0: No, I do appreciate you sharing that, really, because a lot of the time what we'll see on Instagram is just a face and a car. And we don't really get to know who that individual is. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out to you and... Have people know who you really are and what your little girl means to you, what your car means to you, and the reason you keep pushing yourself to to do more. So thank you, really, for for sharing that. I, and I know it's difficult, especially uh, when uh, it, family is always is it, always difficult to get into, right?
1: It is, it is. But I mean, that's that's what shaped me today, you know. And you know, just like my dad brought me up in you know his in you know his world. I'm, um, I am I want to make Audrey a part of my world. I'm not going to force her to be into cars. If she likes it, she likes it. One thing she hates, she hates car shows. That <laughs> for sure she hates. I um, mean,
0: who doesn't really? Because, like you know, they'll go for six hours minimum. That's just yes, the show itself. But that's yes. not even taken into account when you're getting there, how long it takes to get there, and then if all of the judging and everything gets done right. in a really good amount of time. Because, I mean, there have been some shows where judging went for two hours after the show was finished. And then there were instances where you had, like, a super early roll-in time. They stretched they stretched out the time frame to get as much, as many people visiting mm-hmm. to increase the revenue. Oh, and yeah. then the rollout was a complete disaster because there was no organization whatsoever. So I've ha- I've had 12-hour shows, and I do not want to do that again.
1: It, it's definitely hard. It, it is. Uh, yeah, I've, I I try to make the most of it when I'm there. Yeah. But definitely, uh, I keep my little girl. You know, well, usually she's with her dad on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't. I don't push her to go. if she she wants to be cool, or not, I'm not. You know, it's just it's just nice to share something different.
0: Does she have an idea of like who you are, who her mom is? Because you're pretty famous, I guess. As some people like to say.
1: <laughs> um. Well, she like all the friends I hang out with. They all know her as Baby Boost. Mm-hmm. I gave her that. I don't know how that name came up, but um, she's known as Baby Boost. Everyone's like, "Oh, where's Baby Boost? Oh, hi Baby Boost! Oh, Baby Boost is so cute. Oh, thank you." Um, she does. She does know i I love cars. Um, she knows. She knows my car. She's a Subaru, and she's like, "Oh, look, mommy, that looks like your car. Oh, look, mommy, it's a Subaru." Um, she. She knows the GTR. Uh, so I'm just teaching her things here and there. Uh, you know, she likes it. She's when I'm out there detailing my car, she wants to help. Of course, you know, I give her a rag and a spray and let her do her thing. I don't, you know, I don't, like, yell at her or, like, tell her how to do it. You know, I, I give her a hand, of course, but then and when she's done, i got to go back and rewipe everything. So I, I encourage her uh, in this. If it's something she wants to keep going, that'd be great because, you know, I'll have, I'll have someone to share it with. I think that's how my dad felt about me, you know, going up with horses. But, um, you know eventually everyone has their own personality their own their own they want to do their own adventures eventually
0: it's, but it's nice that you're not pushing her i think a lot of the time we feel that we have to push If we have kids we have to push like yes. our interests onto them and you see yes. how sometimes that can negatively impact them so it's i think that's really admirable of you to be so open about it thank you we can um uh, Changing gears here over to your STI that you have uh, right now.
1: Yeah. yeah, oh, funny story, funny, funny story. So uh, coming from uh, Aspen White, Hawkeye, mm. Pearl White, 14. Um, I went blue. <laughs> I went blue, I was really picky about what I wanted. I wanted my limited STI, I needed that sunroof. Um, I don't know why.
0: But I know. Trust me, I know all about that. Yeah, um,
1: and everyone's like, is the sunroof. I use the sunroof. Like, of course, I use the sunroof. But I had it in my Lancer. Had it in my RSX, Um
0: I think it's at least for me is like once you sat in a limited model. Yeah. You were like, I need. I just need the options. I'm spoiled. You know, I'm spoiled with all the options that I have, like the leather seats and the sunroofs. Like, I, I can't go to like the base model, right?
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly how it was, and. Uh, um Uh yeah that's that's what I that's what I ended up going with the S the limited STI and no one had it no one had it so I spoke to different dealers everything came down to a point where I was going to drive out to Arizona and pick one up because they had one but thankfully Irvine you know they had one and uh, I went in there and I picked it up and I'm like wow this is so this is so cool blue is so different I didn't I didn't feel it yet so technically I bought a car that I wasn't comfortable with the color yet. Because it was just so different, I had to get used to it. Of course, I test drove it, and it felt great. I test drove a few before; um, so different, totally different than my previous STIs. Um, so much more comfortable, and I told myself, um, I, I didn't know it was a thing that people said, you know, oh, I'm gonna leave the car stock, but that never happens. Mm-hmm. But that's what I did. This was way before um, I got super involved with, uh, you know, car clubs or teams or scenes or meets and cruises it was just me on my own this was before Instagram too and I told myself I'm gonna leave it stock because I know what I did with my RSX I know what I did with my 14 STI I know what I did with my Hawkeye I beat those cars to hell I the 06 I tracked it at um, Adam's track it's a very small track it's a go-kart track but it's very technical and that's where I knew how to you know that's that's where I kind of learned Pretty much everything, my turning, um, I had instructor, instructors there at the time too. And then my 14, that's when I took it to the other level and I started tracking at uh, Fontana Speedway. And man, that was so much fun. That was intense. I gave my mom a ride along. Oh, it was, and that's when she knew um, this was for me. She understood. So after me beating up my previous cars, and I even modded, I lightly modded my my 06 and my 14. So that's what led me to say, I'm going to keep my 16 stock. Because, you know, it's a very expensive car. Um, I didn't want to, I don't want to put, I don't want to put it through what I did with my previous cars. I learned my lesson. Getting older um, and, you know, buying things with your own money, you realize, you know, how much things are worth. So, Yeah. I, I I kept it stock for a bit, <laughs> uh,
0: and that was the first thing that you did.
1: I got window visors. That was the first thing. Mm. I got window visors, and then I of course I got mud flaps, and then I got um, a lip, a carbon lip. I've always wanted a carbon lip. Uh, I learned I learned how to drive with the lip with my fourteen. It was a polyurethane lip. And that didn't go too well, and my car wasn't even lowered. So you know, it, it was. It's been a learning process throughout the whole way up until now. I can't. I can't afford to like mess with anything on my car now. <laughs> so I got a got a carbon lip for that car. And uh, funny story. Funny story. We if we get into it later. I don't want to get into that now. Um, the whole you know the whole rep thing. The mm-hmm. whole um, real real part thing. But um, yeah, I got a carbon lip for that car. And then from there I um I went I got a intake, cob intake. From there I got a turbo back exhaust. Uh, I got my um Fortune auto coilovers, I you got know, my wheels, and you know, my tires. So then it just it went from like zero to hundred real quick. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Let's do it.
0: Did you have a goal in mind as to what you what you wanted the car to be? Or is no. this strictly just like whatever's whatever's in my interest
1: yeah yeah was whatever was in my interest uh, really um like I said this was before um joining uh, any car club so I just uh I did my own research I was looking at my own pictures like on Google because like I still don't have an Instagram um like at that time I didn't even know what Instagram was and I'm like you know what okay I've always liked Cobb let's do Cobb let's do Cobb this, Cobb that get it installed get it on um, and then I'm like, you know what, I want, I want wheels, I want this, I want that, uh, I'm not sure, let me, let me, you know, let me get a few ideas. Um, and Like I, like I um, mentioned um, to you before, I've always wanted my Advans, I've always wanted my Advans, ever since I saw them at a, at a RSX meet, um, this, this was like about five, six years ago, and, of course, back then I couldn't, I wasn't able to afford much for my RSX. But I said, one day I'm going to get Advance. I didn't know it was going to be on my STI now. that I have them on. I'm really happy. I'm happy with, I love those bills. And uh, it's just, it's just uh, once I, I did get an Instagram, that's when I started things, that's when I started noticing things uh, changing. Uh, but at first, my Instagram was private, not private, but it was personal. It was all personal. Um, I didn't I didn't think there was such a thing as car pages. I didn't know there was such such thing. I don't know it was a thing, uh until uh well, I have I started posting pictures of my um my fourteen STI. And then and then I started posting pictures of my fifteen STI all stock and everything. And I had someone message me asking me if I wanted to join uh this this club called S fifteen. I'm like, you know what? Um sure. Why not? It'll be cool. You know, get more involved. So what I want to do, uh, I want to uh, get more involved again because after the whole uh, uh, the oh, Hawkeye um, getting pregnant, uh, I finally started settling in. At that time, I was already headstrong on what I wanted to do. So I think it was time to pick it up again. So that's when I joined uh, S fifteen. It's a. Uh, it's this. Uh, team, uh, just all Subarus, all, all, uh, new, new model Subarus. That's why it's called 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was made for a 15 and up. And that's where I made a lot of my, uh, friends. That's where I started meeting a lot of my longtime friends that I have now. And it was great. It was great. I, I was just, I just enjoyed it. It was, um, hanging out. Um, we had barbecues, uh, you know, just car talk, look at each other's cars, I I was, you know, I just had the mods that I had on. I didn't even have the the turbo back exhaust back then. I just had, you know, visor, lip, mud flaps. Um, I think I had an intake on. No, I didn't. Actually, no, I didn't. That came later. Uh, so it was just a really good time. It was a really good time back then.
0: Well, then you made a really big aesthetic change to your car pretty recently, and I think it's one of your most popular pictures. You got a Vars kit, yes. Bumper, both bumpers, right?
1: Yes, front and back.
0: What made you go with a big purchase like that?
1: At first, um, when I, you know, when I went from stock, and then I started uh, molding my 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 car into uh, its first look which was, you know, um, slightly lowered, uh, get that fitment straight, get that fitment right. And uh, I rocked that look for a while, and I was pretty happy with it. I was pretty happy with it. And I got a, little, a lot of good feedback from that look. It was, I just, you know, my idea was always, like, simple, clean, subtle. And, um, you know, as time went on, you know, I was, I was going to car shows already. And as time went on, I... I uh, I knew it was something it was time for something different. And I didn't know what, really. I was thinking, mm, maybe a different uh like maybe adding a splitter or a different, you know, different little things. But then I had a I had a, a friend from Speed Image USA, was the guy that I bought the bumpers from. He he threw that idea out there for me because he was really interested in my car at, when I first met him at the at, uh, this uh, San Jose and uh, he, he just kept asking me questions and I um, like yeah you know this is my car this and that and then after we kept in contact and he just started throwing ideas about out there showing me pictures about the, the various bumpers and I'm like you know what I don't know that's, that's too much money um, I don't know if I should uh, I don't know if I'm I if I don't know if I'm gonna like completely fall in love with it it's a big change and then I, I call him up and I'm like, all right, let's do this, I'm like you know, what? let's just do it, screw it. So that's when I um, place the order. Uh, I was really excited. I was really really excited. I didn't uh, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody really. I just told you know close friends because it was uh, it was it was a six month wait and there was a, a delay which uh, took about eight months to get in. Such a long wait, and I, I, I try to be those kind of people where I'm, I'm not calling up like the shop, is it there yet? Is it there yet? You know, when they coming in? So I, I, put it, I, I, I put on the back burner, and then it finally, I finally, finally came in. I picked it up, like, wow, this is it, this is it. Like I can't believe I have this, you know. It, I was really, really, really excited. I still am, but to go to take that that much of a commitment. Um, you know, not only part wise but um you know financially and i'm I'm so glad and thankful that i I was able to you know because of course, I have a daughter she's she's my priority she comes first um if she if she's not taken care of the way she should be, I wouldn't be you know spending money on cars on my cars on my car car parts, but um you know, thankfully. Everything went well, you know she's she has more than she'll ever ever need, so that's when I'm like, you know, let me give myself a little a little a little treat, so yeah, that's when um I got my front bumper, I got the rear bumper, I got the front carbon lip, I got the rear full carbon diffuser, the rear scats, and um, I have something else coming that I'm not gonna say, but I have something else coming. Yeah, too bad it didn't come in time for week vest for LA, but um, it's okay, you know what, Sorry. Right. Uh, and um, I'm just really excited when my car's going. I, like like I said, I want to keep it clean, subtle, and I I kind of want to call it low-key compared to uh, most of the cars out there. I, I notice that there's like a trend going on. Um, I notice there's a lot of different things going on. Um, but hey, that's, you know, um, that's that's them, that's what they want to do. Cool. But I have my own vision, my own ideas, and uh, my own preferences and likes. I'm no. Not,
0: Are you talking about people going overly aggressive, um, body parts, or arrows, arrow? like pretty yes. crazy? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, it's flashy and all. It's, it's nice. Uh, they're nice to look at. I have nothing against it. Big wings, they look awesome. But I'm just, you know, I'm still here holding on to my, my stocking. I love it. I love it, and I just, yeah, this is just me. I'm not gonna let, you know, what's going on out there try to influence me on what I should do rather than versus than what um, I want to do. So I'm, I'm doing what I want to do.
0: So then let's talk about some of the I guess you could call it an issue or just like, uh, like going on with your model year specifically, is it seems like there are more replica companies out. Yes. Specifically for Varas and others, but they're they're heavily targeting your model, super popular right now. Oh, yeah. So th- these were around when you bought your kit. What made What made you go with Varus knowing that it was this big financial commitment versus going with something that was a replica versus something that would be here a whole lot sooner than that eight-month wait that you had to go through?
1: See, what happened in my case, I didn't know there was a a replica, a company with replica parts um, making um, the the various style kits. I didn't know. So... Of course, like me, you know, just purchasing it. I was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real carb art. Yeah, let's do it. And then, because uh, that's like the only way to go. But going back to um, my carbon lip, it was, uh, it, it ties in, I promise. It, I guess, I, but back then I didn't know much about these real parts. So I, I picked up a carbon lip, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's that much. It's not expensive at all. Uh, it looks cool. Let's just throw it on. It goes on, and then I go to the one of these uh, meets, and then this guy's like, "Is that the charge beat lip?" And I'm like, "The what?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, the charge speed lip." I'm like, um, "No, I picked it up from you know this little shop. You know, they they um a good price on it." He's like, "They made the replica lip. Yeah, the replica lip." And I'm like, "I uh, sure." <laughs> I'm like, "It looks good." And so that was my um that was my first uh, encounter. Uh, with replica parts, but I didn't really think much of it because, you know, I was just going off of what uh, what I found online. Da-da. And then, um, so going back to this, it's like I understood it's, it's various. I understood that, um, you know, it comes from Japan. It's made there, and uh, it's legitimately made, just like my wheels, you know? So I, to me, there was no other option besides going with real bears. There was no other option. Then after that's when I found out, uh, this is a company making a a replica bear's body kit. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. What? Like I had to wrap my head around it because I didn't know this company. I didn't come across it before. I didn't uh, look too much into it. And, uh, I, I call up um the guy that sold me the, the Varis kit and I'm like, what is this? Like, why do they have it? Why is it locally sourced or whatever you want to call it? And then that's when he told me, he's like, Yeah, that's uh that's that's not that's not authentic. I'm like, I wonder I was I told him like I was so confused because you know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around these like fake parts and uh I didn't know companies can actually do that because you're like stealing like someone else's idea, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course you don't wait that long. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's here but uh, with time I've been learning a lot. I've been learning a lot about that and I, I take a lot of pride that I have my authentic parts. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a big deal for me. Um, uh, first of all, because it's not cheap. It's, uh, I had to wait a very long time. I was really patient and then most, uh, I feel like the, the thing with today, a lot of people want things now. They want them, you know, they want it then and now, like, come on, they don't want to wait. And that's kind of the process. That's the process of waiting for these parts. Uh, you know, you know, you know, you're getting top quality when you're putting in that wait time. And, uh, seeing more and more cars with these Velvet good body kids, it it sucks. It, It really sucks. Uh from then till now, it, I, I guess I don't want to say it's getting kind of personal, because I shouldn't let it get like that, but uh, because, you know, I'm me, that, they're them, um, but when, when you try to take pride in your car, you need to make sure it's properly done, in my opinion. And when you get fake parts, nothing is properly fitted. Or, or just you know, you can tell. And then when people ask you, where'd you get it from? And if, you know, you have some people that that you know say the truth, and then you have other people that you know they're like, oh, yeah, it's And obviously, like your your fingers popping out. You know, various has like a, a a perfect fitment. You know, and uh, so that's 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 just me. You know, I. Like other people go rep because it's affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean what's what's better, you know, something affordable or something top quality?
0: So in your opinion, would you say that someone that gets a replica part mm-hmm. they're not really taking that much pride in the things that they're doing?
1: I I okay, so I know I know personally a few people that do rock the a replica kit and you know they do take pride they do take pride of the car you know because they put work into it they put money into it but it's just uh, I guess it's a different kind of pride uh knowing knowing where your parts come from you can't I mean how how rare would it be if you know if I'm rocking a fake bumper and people ask me what is uh where would you get it from oh it's it's a various bumper you know I know it's not. It's like, I mean, you can't just lie to yourself like that, you know, but I, I I guess that's just me. That's just me. It's going to happen. Um, People are going to do it. Uh, These companies make it um, really attainable, so people love to look, especially now with Instagram, you know, you scroll and you scroll and you see various this, various that, especially like you said, now um, with my body style. Oh, there's so many Subarus out there. So many Subarus of this body style, and uh, a lot of people are like, you know, picking up on that trend. And then when they, um, when they actually see how much it costs, how much you have to wait, you know, they, they, they want, they want to settle for something else, mm. something more within their within their reach. Um, I'm not saying they don't have enough money, but I mean, if you don't have enough money, just you know, save up. Like, look at me, I. I, I didn't you know I didn't throw a <clears throat> a varis kit on my Hawkeye because uh, obviously I couldn't afford it I couldn't afford much for that car rather than just you know having fun so now I that's that's how I that's how I, that's how I see it
0: what does the future hold for your car then how I guess what's what do you feel comfortable saying that you're going to be doing next or what do you think that you're going to be doing in the future
1: it's it's it is my daily. And um, it does take my daughter to and back everywhere. It takes me everywhere. So as much as I would want to like tap into the engine, I I'm not, I'm not, I mean not any anytime soon. Um, I'm just being responsible about it. Uh, like like uh, we mentioned, there are a lot of pressures out there. There are little trends out there. It, it to me it seems like um, you gotta you gotta kind of keep up with what's on social media. In order to like stay cool, be cool. But uh this is my this is my personal car, this is my daily. Um, I have no problem, you know, making it look nice. And people are like, how much power does it have? You know? Um, is there anything done to the engine? And I'm like, well no, you know. Um, no, to be honest, no. And you know, I eventually. But I don't have a problem with my car being pretty much stock. I mean it has, you know exhaust down, down pipe, uh, It's going to have the intake on again. Um, but I, for now, I'm just going to stick with the outside. Uh, just exterior. Let's um, see what else. I I do want to switch on my wheels. I do want to switch on. Like, it, like, it's getting to the point where I just want to, like, switch things around. Just to uh, make it look different. But uh, once I get my, once I get a daily, Uh, Once I get back on track on other things, uh, that's when I'll I'll focus more on that.
0: I think you touched on something that I run into a lot and that people run into, especially when it comes to a Subaru. You'll get someone that approaches you and then you'll ask them or they'll ask you, so what's done to the engine? And then you tell them, oh, it's stock or just has this or Mm -hmm. simple bolt-on stuff. And then they give you this look like, well, it's not even worth my time. I'm just going to go ahead and keep walking and they don't even take you seriously and some people don't understand just like the like an exterior modification is a big financial commitment then you go into the engine it's even heavier heavier Definitely. financial commitment yes. too and they just sort of look at you just they care for you they don't even care about you anymore they they don't even think that your car is anything special but it, it means the world to you oh, yeah. and that's where yeah. a lot of people think get that negative influence of like well oh, this guy or these people or don't respect my car because it doesn't have this done and that done. So you've run into that a lot, I'm assuming.
1: Yes, I have. Um not I didn't ha- I don't have too much trouble with it. Um but you know, I ha- I do have people asking me how fast does it go, I'm like, well, as fast as it comes out of the dealer? <laughs> and uh, you know, I if it doesn't if it doesn't tailor them, they can move on to the next car. They can keep moving. I I don't it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't um it doesn't put me down because um, I know what I've been through to get to the point where I am now. And that alone is, uh, it's it's a lot of, it is a lot of commitment. It is a lot, especially now, like running a, a, my daily with um, like a various front and rear. And people are like, you daily that? And I'm like, well, yeah. Like even if I had another car, you know. Well, sometimes I, I have the truck here, uh, my mom's truck. Um, there's even times when both cars are here and I just want to. I just want to drive my car, you know. I don't want to leave it in the garage all the time. Like, I, I, it, I just feel like the car's meant to be driven. And I feel once I start tapping into the engine, it gets more tricky. You run into more problems. Of course, it doesn't matter as much as you take care of it, but it just becomes uh, less efficient to drive as a daily. Especially with the whole E eighty five thing going on. Like, I would love to go eighty five, but uh, it's not. It's not convenient for me right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm okay with that. There's a lot of cars out there that have engine mods that are on E85. And uh, if they, if people like that, you know, they can go like that. And if, um, I like what I like. Um, my engine bay, it's it's pretty much stock. Uh, I have no problem with
0: that. Have you had any more negative feedback because you're a girl in the community? Or do you feel like you're, you've experienced it's been really open?
1: Yes, it's it's been, I have, you know, I haven't really had much Problems, um, negative in like a negative way, but I have run into issues where it's hard. It's hard where you try to like network, you try to reach out for advice, you try to get help, um, uh, and uh, you you try to establish these connections. And of course, being in a male-dominated hobby, they're all they're all they're guys. We know how guys are Uh, we know how they think we know how they act and it's kind of hard when you're a me being a girl because sometimes guys mistake my um a connection i'm trying to make they they mistake it for something else Mm -hmm. they um they they just you know i mean i'm not gonna get too i mean too too out there but I've had a few instances where you know guys uh i had a had to like cut them out of my life because you know I wasn't about that. Um, I like to be respected, I like to be um, seen as someone you can work with and you can talk to as an equal yes, exactly yes uh but it's it's hard it's hard reaching that because uh, a lot of things going on right now on social media. There's a, it's sad to say, but there's a lot of girls out there that are using it, I guess, to their advantage. More, you know, putting themselves out there. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with you know taking off your clothes and taking pictures with your car, but you know, I that's not me. That's not me. I don't. I, I won't ever do that. Of course, I'll take a picture with my car, and even then, I I still hesitate. I don't like pictures. I get really worried about pictures. And Mom's like, you'll take a picture of your car when you're there." I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh I feel like there's a there's like a, a group of um girls out there that just kinda make it harder for me. Because yes, I do wanna be seen as an equal. Um I do wanna be you know taken with respect. Uh I don't carry myself that way because you know I'm a mom. I, I'm a mom and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know embarrass my daughter like that and i think about her in everything i do and uh you know i've i mean i've done mistakes i've i've, I've acted dumb sometimes but it bottom line i just want to i want to like keep that keep that respect between me and um you know other guys and it's 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 tough. It's, it's tricky because you think they want you think they want to help you, but sometimes they want more and then you're like stuck. And then like, ultimately, you just got to like cut off that connection because it's it's not worth it. Mm. So it's it's kind of difficult trying to reach out for help or advice or um, kind of figure out what to do. So I kind of have to sometimes figure out on my own. Plus I'm very stubborn too. When people tell me to do something, I do the complete opposite. <laughs> um as long, I just um it's been a very very hard um thing to to, you know, overcome. And it's not just uh in the car industry. I like I said, I grew up around horses. I grew up with my dad. Um he didn't care that I was a, a girl or, you know, he he always treated he I was pretty much like he didn't care that I was a boy or a girl. He just Here's like here, do this, do that, and throw these bales of hail. You know, saddle this horse, clean out the stalls, um, hook up the trailer, clean out the trailer. So, growing up, always around guys, it kind of shaped my mentality. And my dad always put that on me too. He's like, "You need to. I want you to be taken with respect." And that's when um, I started gaining this this knowledge of how guys are. And then, you know, my dad guiding me throughout the way, hanging out with. Um, his friends, uh, working with um, you know his colleagues, and uh, you know being around a lot of guys, from um, since I was little to now, I have I have I have a pretty good idea on how guys are, and uh, it sucks it sucks how guys are nowadays. But I mean, what are you gonna do about it? You can't you can't control them. You can't tell them how to be. Uh, as long as I am I am who I am and hold on to what i believe in and that's that's
0: that's that's good enough for me so to wrap things up would you have any advice to girls that are thinking of getting into this because you're a big figure in the community i'm sure that there are girls up there that out there that look up to you so what would you tell them um as far as starting out and getting into car modifying
1: i get a lot of um I get a lot of uh, messages and um, I get approached by a lot of girls and it makes me really happy, Like I, I love it. I mean, if I can do it, I mean, you guys can do it. And uh, they always ask me for advice, they always ask me for help, and I always hold them up. I, um, you know, I, I don't wanna be sexist or anything, but when guys ask me for help or ask me for advice or ask me, for, um, you know, on um, how to like build my car or how I built my car, it's like, I want to help you, but you know, I have these girls that are asking me too, and of course I'm going to favor the girls because uh it's it's not it's not that easy for them, and of course, they would feel more comfortable talking to okay. another girl, and of course i i would i would how can I say this? I do hold them up, I wish there was more girls um i I would like for them to see to acknowledge the fact that there's, um, there's a difference between building your car and um, getting attention. Because you building your car alone, as a girl, you're already going to get attention. But if you're throwing out yourself and, you know, your body and, you know, those kind of photographs, we all know what kind of photographs, it, it's just going to drive negative attention to you. Um, but when you see someone that's dedicated, someone that's, um, passionate, uh, someone that can, uh, build something from the dirt up, you know, it's, it's, uh, you get more respect, you get more respect out of that. So I just want, I, I, I want more girls to, you know, to join the, the hobby the scene because they like it because they love it. Not because, you know, they think they can become cooler or whatever. Because I, I picked this up, like I said, right when I got my first car. And to me, it's, it's been a passion. I know I haven't been able to build like a complete race car, but my passion for cars, whether it's automatic, front-wheel drive, um, till now, it's, it's always been my passion. I took care of my Lancer like I, like I take care of my STI. So it, it's definitely something I hold close to my heart. And I'm not just doing it because because um, social media is like out there. Just because it's trending so much right now, so I want I just want these girls to um, feel like they're comfortable, you know, reaching out to me. Um, you know, I'm not always on my phone, but you know, my email is on there. Um, they can message me, and when I can, I'll try to reach out to them and help them and guide them a little more. Um, and then also, of course, you're gonna have the you know your rivals because as much as like I want to help girls there's also girls out there that just like man they don't they they don't click like I don't know why I don't know why girls or women or you know our kind just always have like this friction between each other when we have to like work together because uh I mean we're not like I said you know how guys are and like Thinking we can get along with guys more than we can go along with our own. It's, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's something difficult to kind of nail down. But me now being where I'm at, um, being a mom, uh, being passionate about what I have, uh, it's, it's, it's setting a good, I have a good mentality how to wrap myself around this. And, um, I just really want girls to do it out of um, passion and dedication. If they hold on to that, no matter what kind of car they have, it'll always end up in a positive feedback, positive um, environment, and um, it'll just uh, raise more awareness that us girls are really into this too, rather than um, the other side of our bad side, I guess. <laughs> the bad reputation, I guess.
0: No, well, I think that's definitely fantastic advice, and I want to thank you for being. As open as you've been with us, and for sharing a lot of your history and a lot of your connection with your daughter, and taking time out of your schedule, especially taking care of your daughter, to sit down and do this interview, it was so, really
1: fun. I, I don't really have a chance to talk about um, this kind of stuff. But like I said, I can. I I am really happy to do this. I'm really happy to actually. It was kind of like an outlet for me.
0: Well, I hope that people get a better idea of just exactly who you are, the type yeah, of person that exactly. you are. I'm not.
1: i am not just am not just a. I'm not just a female face on Instagram, I have, you know, I have a have feelings, yeah. <laughs> I'm human.
0: Thank you very much, Nancy. Thank
1: you.